Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. solo right now. Mr. Zuber is on a trip to Indonesia. And uh, I just wanted to give everyone an update. Today is Thursday, February 2nd. And we closed yesterday very nicely. The market, at least the NASDAQ is up today. The NASDAQ is flying higher. Um, We had the Fed meeting yesterday. Uh, More importantly, we ended January and I want to talk about the January effect and see where that is. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Let's share my screen. So here's the January effect. We talked about this last week. This ended on uh, Tuesday, January 31st. As you can see, for the full month, we were at 6.18%. More importantly, yesterday, February 1st, After the Fed meeting, the market took off and actually closed above this key resistance level. And as I had mentioned before, above this resistance level, there are probably a lot of buy orders up here of people that have been short the market, the S&P in particular. And in order for them to close their positions, they have to buy. So you can see today, the market has gone above that. We're right at the 4,200 level. I'll talk about those in a second. Um, It's important to understand the criteria for the January barometer. Now, this comes from Stock Traders Almanac, and they've been um, analyzing this since 1954. So 73 years they've looked at this. And if all three of these criteria come in positive, which they have, then the market usually ends higher by the end of the year. So I want to make it clear that we are now in a bull market. Even Kramer said that the other night, if anyone was watching Kramer. He came out and said, we are now in a new bull market. The biggest risk right now is being short. So you can see here's the bottom right here, October. And October is called, it's called a bear killer because seven out of the last 14, if this one holds, then seven of the last 14 bear markets have ended in October. Right now, the six it's six out of 14. But if this one holds, then it will be seven out of 14. Bear markets have ended in October. We put in a lower high or a lower low, right? I mean, a higher low, I'm sorry, a higher low right here. And then it started going higher. In order for us to put in a higher high, as I had mentioned, we had to get above 4,100. We closed over 4,100 yesterday. We'll see how we close today. But if we stay up here and close above 4,100, that will be very positive. Um, Now, the January effect, this is the analysis split up into quadrants. And quadrant number one is a very bullish quadrant. You can see here, if it ends in this quadrant, on average, February to December, ends about 15% higher. And the whole year typically ends about 23% higher. 
So from here on out, we're in February now. So February to December, we should see it at least 15% or an average 15%. You can see that 2023 for January puts us in the number nine best Januaries out of 73 years. So that's where we sit. And it's the best one since 2019. 2019 was number four, actually. So it's the best January since 2019. It's the ninth best in 73 years. So again, and in this upper quadrant, 16 of it out of 18 have ended higher. So again, I, I want to stress that this is most likely starting a new bull market. So for all those folks that talk about the economy, talk about recession, uh, this is the market. The market is ahead of the economy. So everything you hear from the talking heads saying recession is coming, that's fine. It might be, uh, or we might not even have a recession. The Fed yesterday raised by a quarter basis point, 25 basis points. Um, they said that they will continue raising until they reach their target. I'm already hearing Rick Santelli on CNBC yesterday actually said that he thinks this is the last one, that they won't raise anymore. So I'm already hearing that kind of um, talking head uh, discussions about the Fed stopping and pausing, not necessarily starting to cut yet, but I think they're going to start cutting before the end of the year. That's not what Zuber thinks, but that's what I think. So we'll see. Anyway, number nine, uh, let's look at the long-term chart. So this is one that I've sh have been showing since the beginning of the year. Here's the October low, 34.91. Uh, and we've been heading higher since then. Here is the higher low. And now we have put in a higher high, especially if we close the week. This is a weekly chart. So if we close the week above 4,100, then we will confirm a higher high. Um, and we've broken out of this channel, more importantly. So there's lots of things going on here. We broke out of the channel. We put, we've now put in a higher high. We broke above the 200 day moving average, which is this dashed gray line. And that has been serious resistance all the way back here in March. We hit it and went down. In August, we hit it and it went down. In November, we hit it and went down. And now we've broken through. So all of these things are indicating a very bullish stance. 15%, according to the January barometer, 15% would, would put us at 4,700 at the end of the year. Almost back to the highs from 2021. Almost, not quite. Uh, I expect to see some resistance at 4,300. Here's the VIX, by the way. The VIX continues to drop. It's uh, now at, this is as of today. So it's now at uh, below 18. You can also see down here, the 10-year treasury yield is also dropping after going back up to 3.5%, riding across that 3.5% line for a while. It's now starting to drop again. And I think it might get down back down here to 2.5%. This is all very positive for growth stocks, and that's why the NASDAQ is taking off. Uh, this is the dollar. So U.S. dollar continues to drop. Again, that's good for multinational companies. And it, the rate of change has slowed a little bit right here, but it's continuing to drop. This is as of today as well. 
you can see the 10-year treasury again down here next to the S&P, and you can see gold climbing higher while the U.S. dollar goes lower. So all of this is very positive for the market. This is the uh, commodity index that I've shown in the past. We are going to get another CPI number. We're going to get a jobs number this uh, tomorrow, Friday. So we'll see how that comes in. I think it might be a little weaker than expected, but not dramatically weaker. That'll be good for the Fed. They, they'll, they will want to see that. Even if it comes in a little bit stronger, that's good for the market because it means we, we may actually avoid a recession. We'll see. Gas and oil and the CRB were climbing throughout this month, and they're, they're rolling over now. So we'll see what the number comes in at next week, CPI. It may come in even, um, which you know the market won't like that, and the Fed won't like that. They want to see it continue to drop. But the indications here are that it's starting to roll over again, other than lumber. Lumber continues higher. And this is the long-term chart going back to 2009, which is the start of the secular bull market. I wanted to show this again because if you draw a line right through the middle of this channel right here, you can see where during the secular bull market, you can see where it's come back down just about to that center line and then bounce back up. So back here in 2010, it was 17% drop. Here's 22, almost 23%. Here's an 18% drop in 2015. In 2018, it was almost a 21% drop. Of course, COVID was 36%. This time was about 28% from high to low, the low in October. Uh, so that's about 28% drop right there. But each time, other than COVID, COVID was a special case because it dropped below that, hit the bottom, the bottom of the channel, and then went back up. Um, but every other time it hits the center line, and that's that's indicative of a secular bull market. So this most likely is going to continue higher. Again, it, the bull market is is continuing. Uh, I'll, I'll show you a few things from Stock Traders Almanac. They had a seminar yesterday that I sat in on and copied some of their charts. So this is the bullish January indicator. This is a back to the trifecta. So that means the three criteria, um, Santa Claus rally, which was positive the first five days of January, which was positive. And then the, the full month of January, which was very positive, putting it in number nine out of 73 years. What this shows is from January, this is when there's a prior bear market which we had last year, 2022. This is since 1950. So when there was a bear market the previous year and we had the bullish January trifecta, meaning all three of those components were positive, this is what the market has done since 1950. And notice especially the NASDAQ. So this is growth. Growth is back in favor. Uh, risk on is back in favor, favor again. So it continues higher up until July. And then it goes sideways until October, beginning of November. It breaks out of the sideways channel here at the end of November and shoots higher by the end of the year. So we may have a, a really good run here the next couple of months. And then the summertime probably will just move sideways. But that's what it's looked like for the last 73 years. This looks at a number of different things. All pre-election, so we are in a pre-election year this year. 
It looks at first term president pre-election years, that's the blue line, pre-election years after a midterm bear, which is where we're at right now, and then the stock charts aggregate. And you can see the purple is where we are right now. So if you look at the green, which is pre-election after a midterm bear, that's, that's really what the year that we're in right now. And look at the purple. You can see we are already ahead of all of these lines. Again, indicates that we are back in a bear, mar a bear bull market and we're gonna continue higher for the rest of the year. Now there's no guarantee. That doesn't mean we absolutely will. We could very easily drop back down, but this is on average what, what the market has done since 1949 for 73 years. This is the consumer price index versus the producer price index. So you can see the peak right here, right about uh, June of 2022. The peak, in CPI, the peak in PPI and then the peak in CPI. Both of those are declining and I expect those to continue to decline throughout the year. And then finally, this is the unemployment rate. I've talked about this before. Recessions usually happen after the unemployment rate starts going back up. So we're going to get an unemployment rate tomorrow on Friday. We went from 3.5 to 3.6. 3.5 is right across these lows, these lows right in here and just above these lows back here. So you can see 3.5 is right along this line right here. That's, that's about the lowest it almost ever gets. Usually the recession occurs after the unemployment rate starts to rise. So you can see it's starting to go up right there. We had the 2008 recession, 2001 recession right there. This is the 1991 recession in through here. But each time, what you wanna watch for is when the unemployment rate starts to rise. So it went from 3.5 to 3.6. Watch to see if it gets up to 4%. If it gets to four and, and keeps on going up the next few months, then a recession may occur um, within six months later after that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, the jobs market is the one thing that's been very, very strong. So the last thing I want to show, and this is really just an update on where we are. The last thing I want to show is something I talked about last week, which was the um, short short squeezes. And one of the stocks I mentioned, I, I noticed that a lot of short squeeze stocks were starting to take off, which again is an indication of risk on. One of the ones that I mentioned last Friday was Carvana, 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 as Super says. Um, last week, it was sitting around eight dollars roughly seven to eight dollar area and i actually got into it right about here not right about here at eight dollars and you can see what happened actually right here eight dollars right on this white candle so it started to go higher had a little bit of a pullback there and then just exploded yesterday and today especially because the whole market is heading higher so there's been lots of buying um, semiconductors are taking off, software is taking off, all the growth areas are starting to take off again. Uh, I got out of it around 15 today, 
This is a doji, which is a sometimes a reversal candle. But this is just one example of the short squeeze stocks and how volatile they can be. And if you if you can identify when they're going to start to take off, and it's not an easy thing to do. So it's it's a very risky play. Not I wouldn't recommend it for long term investors. And I'm not recommending any of this for anybody right now. I'm I'm not a financial advisor, so this is really just for educational purposes. But Carvana is a good example of a short squeeze stock that really just took off. If we want to, um, I wasn't actually prepared to do this, but uh, I can look at the relative industries. And we can take a look at um, semiconductors in particular. So here's semiconductors right here. You can see relative to the S&P. And I, I reviewed this the week before last. I went through these relative charts and they're actually in my newsletter. So if you want to get the newsletter, I'll show you how to do that in a second. But this is semiconductors compared to the S&P. So when it's going up, that means it's outperforming. And the steeper it gets, the more it outperforms the S&P. Accumulation distribution shows you that the big institutions are starting to accumulate shares in semiconductors. That's taking off. The industry itself is taking off. You can also look at software. Software is just beginning its run. So just beginning to take off. So these are all growth sectors. Something that um, is typically very positive whenever the, a bull market is in play or just beginning. We can actually look at the and, uh, the SPY versus, if I can find it here. Here's the NASDAQ 100 versus the S&P. You can see the NASDAQ is in favor right now. It's really just flying higher. This gray line is the, is the NASDAQ 100. But compared to the S&P, it's flying higher. So growth stocks and and uh, technology stocks in particular is the place to be. Here's here's the uh, growth, uh, small cap growth versus small cap value. That's just beginning to take off. So all this is very positive. I want to stress that I think we are now breaking out, that we have confirmed the breakout. We've confirmed a new uptrend. The downtrend is over, in my opinion. So I just wanted to give everyone an update and let you know where things stood at this point. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, um, here's how you can do it. I send it out. It's free. I send it out every week, usually on Saturday or Sunday. Um, I put in what the events, the upcoming events. You can see these are the events that were upcoming for this week. And next week, I'll actually show you what the results for each of these were. Uh, this is important too, though, because this gives you a really good illustration of why the market in red is ahead of the economy. So when you hear things that the economy is terrible, the economy is continuing to go down, a recession is coming, um, earnings aren't going to be that great. Earnings actually have been turning out to be pretty good. But just remember, the economy is behind the market. The market starts going up first. So if you wait for the talking heads, for the news media to say we are now in a full recession, and by the way, we may not even get a recession. But if you wait for the news media to say we're, we are now in a full recession and we might be in a recession for a while, 
we're not recovering yet. If you wait for the news media to say, well, we're, we're starting to recover out of the recession, look where the market is. The market will be almost all the way back to the top. This, this will be the 4,700 area back here. If you wait for the, for the media to tell you that the, the economy is now getting better, you've already missed it with the market. So we're right about here. We're probably a little further along than here, actually. We're probably a little bit more up this red line, heading higher. So I think we're just beginning since October of last year, which would have been down here. This is, would have been the bottom right here. So I think we are continuing to, to move higher. I think the downtrend is over. I think the uptrend has begun. And now is the time to buy the dips. So don't, don't chase stocks. A lot of stocks are up a lot today. Um, just put together a watch list, find some good stocks and in good industries and wait for them to pull back because they will. And when they pull back, buy the dip and those stocks will then probably start taking off again. So that's it. If you want my newsletter, send uh, an email to me at breakpointtrading at gmail.com and I will put you on the list. I'll send you last week's newsletter and I'll put you on the list for next week breakpointtrading at gmail.com. Just send me a note. If you ever want to get, get off the list, again, just send me a note. No big deal. I'll take you off. There's no charge for this. I do it every week. So hopefully that was a, a good update so you'll know where things are. And that's it for that's it for me. I uh, will try to do another one of these on Sunday. And we'll, we'll review again what the market looked like at the end of the week. So good luck trading. I hope everyone's doing well. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care.